our love language. So mine is gifts, right? That's one of mine that sits pretty high up on the list. And so I would be, this small example, be out at the store. And if I know his favorite candy is Twix, I may grab a Twix off of the thing. And in my mind, it means a lot, right? Because I'm saying, I bought this Twix for you because I was thinking of you while I was at the store. And in his mind, he's like, it's a freaking Twix. <laughs> you know, like it would mean more to me if you sat down next to me and watched a movie with me, you know? So, and whereas I'm like, well, we got stuff to do. We got to get kids in the bed. So finding what means the most to your spouse and communicating that in their love language and not necessarily what it means to you. And then having them understand what your love language is, it helps to bridge those gaps because what means a lot to me may not mean a lot to you. Hi friend, welcome back to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA, a public health practitioner with a background in neuroscience and a peak performance coach. I'm here to empower you, an ambitious healthcare professional with a demanding career, just like me, to become a confident leader who are living fulfilled and purposeful so you can be both a powerhouse in your career and the passionate person in life without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. As a bonus, we're hosting a online summit just for you live starting on July 27th to August 1st with 18 experts in our field to give you a recharge in life. All the proceeds will be donated to the Brave of Heart Fund, which supports healthcare professionals and their family who has passed away due to COVID-19. But it is free to join. So hop over to sabrinarumback.com forward slash summit to find out more. You can also see the link in our show notes. In the meantime, let's continue our journey for your powerful and passionate life with today's episode. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina, your host for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professional Podcast. And today we have the honor of having Ms. Jamia Ponder here with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. And let's give her a big welcome and a quick introduction before we get kickstarted for today's show. And so Jamia actually is a host. She has her own podcast as well. Woo! So go subscribe to her podcast. It's called Mrs. Besides because she supported her husband, a physician, going through the application process of getting into med school, all those years of training, those residency, picking your match places and having kids together. Right. That's yeah. Well, we actually haven't gotten to residency yet. He's going to match next year, but all of the other stuff. Yes. And the kids and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, he is being drowned probably right by the books, going to <laughs> rotations and being pimped all the time. And oh then sometimes still feel like, do I know anything? <laughs> Yeah. Being put on the spot, like you never know what you're going to be asked. He's like sweating bullets, you know, during (laughs) rounds, like I'm going to have the answer. But yeah, yeah, it's right. It happens. 
Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? How did you guys got together? What was the process initially that you truly saw in this man and wanted to help him while you had your own career in health administration? Yeah. So we met in undergrad, actually. We had the same biology class. He passed and I did not. And so um, I wanted to be a doctor. And so I've always had like a passion for people and for healthcare. but I ended up taking the administration route as a career a little bit later on in life. And through interpretation, um, I was a manager over interpreters at a hospital. And so, but we met in college and like I say, we were supposed to meet for a study group. I had asked everybody, we were in the same lab group and I asked everybody and the only people that showed up were me and him. So we ended up talking and then things just kind of went from there, but he always wanted to be a physician. And I think that we both thought that our tracks would be traditional, right? You graduate undergrad and then you apply for med school and ours was anything but <laughs> traditional. So we sort of flip-flopped things. We had our oldest daughter and then graduated college and then got married and then ended up having two more children before we even started med school. So it did take a lot to keep pushing him to get ready to take the MCAT, to study for that, and then to apply for med school and all the things that it took to get ready to get to that point. So yeah, it, it's been a journey. Yeah, and then I'm sure there's a lot of ups and downs and there's good surprises and then there are difficult times where, <laughs> as you're saying, right, you really have to push him because at time we feel down, right? We feel like, you know, you already put in so many time and debt to get to a certain place. Mm -hmm. Yet you have so many more years to go, right? Yeah. So how did you help him through those lower times? So it took a lot of communication and it was not always easy because sometimes, you know, when you're in tough situations like that and you have a lot of outside factors and you come home, you know, he, he couldn't just come home and like collapse on the bed. Like there were kids that were still waiting for him. Like there's an entire family unit that was waiting for him when he got back from those long rotations or from even being away for weeks at a time. And so just making sure that I tried to create as much space as I could for him to be successful where he didn't feel the weights of the family, but having to communicate through those hard times because there were things that I still needed as a person. And so just continuing to encourage him, like I say, have communication, even if it was just by text, you know, throughout the day, um, the times that he was not here, we had probably his first two years of med school, we were separated for, I think I did the math, it was somewhere like 14 to 16 months that we were not together. And so that was a lot of time. And so to keep, you know, the title is so apt, whereas the love is like, you have to find ways to create that whatever that looks like for you guys, whatever is meaningful. One thing that we did do was we would often take the love languages test because what I was finding out, we were frustrated because we were trying to love each other in our love language. So mine is gifts, right? That's one of mine that sits pretty high up on the list. And so I would be, this small example, be out at the store. And if I know his favorite candy is Twix, I may grab a Twix off of the thing. And in my mind, it means a lot, right? Because I'm saying, I bought this Twix for you because I was thinking of you while I was at the store. And in his mind, he's like, it's a freaking Twix. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it would mean more to me if you sat down next to me and watched a movie with me, you know? So, and whereas I'm like, we got stuff to do. We got to get the kids in the bed. So 
finding what means the most to your spouse and communicating that in their love language and not necessarily what it means to you and then having them understand what your love language is. It helps to bridge those gaps because what means a lot to me may not mean a lot to you. Exactly. I think that's such a great point you brought up. It's that there are five main love languages and you brought up that your primary, right? I, as the book described, we typically only have one primary, sometimes have two, but everything else is lower on the bottom hole. Mm-hmm. And for you, it's that gift. I thought about you and this is a representation of my love. And right. for him, it's quality of time. Just be with each other and not thinking about everything else that is your obligation. That's what's truly important. But for you, that obligation also means act of services. You got to mm-hmm. put kids into bed. You got to do laundry. You got to cook. You take on all these responsibility mm-hmm. to hoping that will lighten up his day. So when he can have this great career supporting the family and not feeling so drained. Right. But at the same time, most of us, when we talk about love languages, many people have heard of them, right? Or potentially have an idea of what your love language is, but mm-hmm. never really thought about reading the book. And the, even just the very first chapter, if we don't know the other person's love language, I'm very intentional to put in an act toward how they want to be loved, not right. just the way that we are want to be loved. And it's, right. we're constantly butting heads. Yeah. And you're like, but I did X, Y, and Z for you. And you're like, okay. And all I really wanted you to do was A, you know, and so and enable change. So we try to take them periodically because what used to be high, higher on my list was acts of service when our kids were smaller because I needed more help. And whereas now they're bigger, they can help with some of those things. And so, you know, now I'm like, well, I don't, you know, that's great. I appreciate the help. It's awesome. But, you know, this is what's really important to me. So we try to do that periodically, if not yearly, um, make sure we retake those things because we're growing as people all the time. And the idea, and one of the things that I always expressed to my husband was that as we grow, especially with having something demanding like medicine in our lives, that's going to take up so much time. I always wanted to make sure we were growing together and not apart. Exactly. And uh, one of the number one research found in psychology about relationship is when you're dependent on each other to grow into the next level, then you're truly connected. Then your foundation of that relationship is stronger. And when people have different visions and missions in life, that's where things start wobbling, right? Because you, you don't, maybe you started with a similar vision, but what you did right is you guys continue to reassess where things mm-hmm. are. What do you need from each other? Right. And when we don't reassess, we continue on with life the way that we thought it's good, right? It just mm-hmm. default, it become a routine, it become mm-hmm. a comfort level, but your comfort level shifts throughout even the day, right? Like it could oh be God. something happened yeah. to us. Oh yeah. And if we're not so self-aware of that situation or we kind of just buried it, it's yes, it will be difficult for the other person as well. Yeah. And you'll develop, you know, feelings of, I think the most important thing is communicating that because if you don't, over time, it will build up to a point where you won't 
you know, put up with it anymore, then you just explode. And because you're not satisfied or you're not, you don't feel like the other person hears you. And if you're only catering to one side of it, eventually the other person will start to feel neglected or feel like they're always the one that's giving. And even in a demanding career where there's going to be somebody that's giving 110 and somebody that's given 40. But I think that where you're coming to the common ground is what you give to each other. So you have to make sure that you're intentional, as you say, intentional about the things that you're doing within your marriage with the small amount of time that you do have together, that you are intentional in those moments. Exactly. I think that's so perfect said. It's about intentionality. And some most common question people always ask me is, Sabrina, how could you be doing everything all the time, right? Like, how are you balancing? And Mm -hmm. I have to chuckle every time I hear that question because I always have to say, there's no such thing as balance. There's the only thing as creating harmony cycle. When we're intentional about looking at every single aspect of our life, our yeah. relationship with our loved ones, our support with our friends, right? That's very different relationship. And that's still very crucial versus mm-hmm. the when we're at work in our career, how are we building that strong bond to actually create this what I call an army of walking ambassadors. So you can continue to support each other to rise up, right? To create something amazing to serve. And then you create gratitude toward each other. Of course, people will more likely to you know support you for your mission but that put aside financial intelligence is very different right like to truly create oh, yeah. legacy not just making money right like mm-hmm. we're never really taught that way right. um, you know how to save but how do you really invest right that's where the financial advisor comes in that's where all these big guru Dave Ramsey like even Tony Robbins many people mm-hmm. right then you start branching out religion spirituality, right? How are you drawing energy? Now we can create some of that. That's something that I teach people to reboot and refocus within two minutes. But those are what you have to do consistently. But it's different from this world of creation. That's something you can't even touch or feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I was just, (laughs) just thinking as you were talking about that, I mean, there are so many great points that you bring but I was thinking about from a relationship aspect, the happier the, the caregiver in a provider situation is at home. You know, I would rather be taken care of by a doctor who has a, a whole family life um, and who doesn't feel those pressures or even the guilt, you know, of like being away from the house for so many hours of the day or so many weeks of the you know year and stuff like that than to have somebody who has like a tumultuous home. Um, and it's easy to do and it's not... Uh, you know, you, you can't just put your own personal feelings aside because um, you do as a contributing partner of that relationship need, you know, you need the financial security and it will come. You need, you know, all of the things, but the emotional connectivity is something that you can't buy. And so you got to be, again, intentional about making sure that you're fulfilling yourself in that emotional standpoint. So I always say like, if you pray, pray, if you meditate, meditate. I'm actually listening to um, Deepak Chopra's 21 Days of Abundance. And it talks about that, you know, um, about the energies that you draw, like, you know, today I have everything that I need, you know, and making sure that we set our minds on things that are good, things that are positive, not that bad things won't happen, but how will I respond to them? How will I approach them? 
I think if you take that approach in, in your relationship, with your finances, with your family, your spouse, you can't do anything but succeed. Exactly. Finding that gratitude toward each other, right? Mm-hmm. So do you guys have something that you typically do together? Yeah. I mean, we sometimes we cook together. My husband is a movie buff. So he pr- pretty much has cleared the library on Netflix. I'm like, is there a movie on here you have not seen? <laughs> but we try to watch movies together or pick a series or something or play games together. So, but we'll try to write each other like little notes. You know, I may find a note inside of my laptop or um, I may drop a note, you know, inside of an area or in an area that he's going to use or something like that. So it's trying to create opportunities where you can show that gratitude to each other and have something for each other. Yeah, I think that's a really great tip. And it's really cute. You randomly find a note, it's a a love note, appreciation note, and Mm -hmm. just like a nice surprise, right? Uh, As all humans, yeah, right there. (laughs) So for for our listener who couldn't see, she has a little note card and pink note card with messages (laughs) on it, right? You don't have to go fancy, that's the thing. I remember just even stick figure, right? Draw a like coupon on the piece of paper. I gave it to that person a free dinner on me, right? Mm-hmm. Like a bubble bath on me, a foot massage, whatever you want to do that you know that person appreciate. Yeah. And you can just making a car out of it. Mm-hmm. You can. And it doesn't have to be expensive. But again, I think it all goes back to what your intention is. And um, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, when this happens, then I'll be able to do this. Or, you know, when the kids go to school, then I'll be able to. It's like, no, you have to whatever stage you're in, you scale it to your life. Right. But whatever stage you're in, make sure that you are purposeful about the types of things that you do and that you schedule those things in because they don't just manifest. There'll always be something to take up the other piece of the time, right? So for me, it was self-care, making sure that I took the time. You figure out things, you figure out everything else, right? We figure out how to make this work, how to make that work. So also make sure you're, you're intentional about the things that really matter to you. So if that's something you really want to invest in, be intentional um, about those things because it's worth the time that you put into it. Yeah, I think it's more like growing up a garden. In mm-hmm. the first few days or even weeks, you're not going to see anything happening. But until that plant start budding and growing, mm-hmm. every day becomes something until it blossoms. Yeah. And then once it blossoms, you need to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we don't continue to give nourishment into that plan, it won't sustain itself. So any relationship will start somewhere. Some of them are very hot and cold, but for us to be sustainable, it, it just like anything that we do in life, give that small step, continue to mm-hmm. support each other, notice the little things that we have done for each other, or yeah. show our gratitude by verbal affirmation if that's what you prefer versus mm-hmm. writing that no versus yeah. just showing that action, right? Or gift, mm-hmm. knowing what our preferences, communicate that to the other person and really trying to uh, accept what the other person really truly love and want, right? And yeah then, you know, we can slowly and create this strong foundation and keep moving forward in life. Yeah. I mean, I heard you say two really vital things, consistency 
and patience. Like we live in such a microwave society where we want things right away, right? And so even if you're, you know, like you want to take today as ground zero and you say, you know what, I'm going to be intentional about it. That person may not recognize it right away, right? But over time, they will be like, dang, you know, I remember asking her to, to pick up those socks over there and now I don't have to ask anymore. So it's like over time it will happen, but you have to be consistent with it. Just like with anything, you have to be, if you don't, if you're not consistent with it, it won't last and you'll make an impact. To your point, you cannot grow that relationship. You can't grow a garden if you're not patient. You're staring at the dirt like <laughs> nothing's coming up. <laughs> but eventually it will. Uh, if you keep at it, you keep watering it, give it lots of sunshine. Eventually it does grow. Right. I mean, just like what you mentioned earlier, you got everything you, you need already and you just have to recognize that. And of course, we can all improve. We all get to a higher ground based recognizing what we have right now and also leveraging all those strengths. Then we can figure out what could be the hidden roadblocks in life and no longer be fearful toward them, but have the courage to face them and yeah. holding each other's hand to say, no matter what, we have a growth mindset to figure anything out. Yeah. And I totally enjoy our session together. Thanks so much for being here. So how would people find you? So I can be found. Um, I'm on Instagram at the Mrs. Beside. I'm also on Facebook at the Mrs. Beside and um, Twitter and YouTube and and the podcast is on all platforms. So it's on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. So yeah, Perfect. that's one. Perfect. So before we wrap up, what would be one last thing that you truly wanted to draw into people's mind about when you have a relationship with someone who's in medicine? Yeah, I would just say to stick with it. You know, it's there will be periods where it just like with everything in life where it ebbs and flows. Um, there'll be seasons that you have that will be excellent. And then there will be seasons that you'll have that will be a little more difficult as your physician, uh, as your spouse or your significant other gets to different, you know, phases in their journey. And so I would say, make sure that you're communicating, keep taking those love languages tests, be consistent and continue to water your relationship and watch it blossom. Awesome. So let us all blossom in our daily lives with our significant others. And even for those who are in the dating phase, it's also crucial to have that patience, right? And consistency yeah. with knowing what you want and how you want it to build into that future. And yeah. thanks everyone from listening in today. I hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All right, my friend, how did you like this past episode? Did you love it? If you do, please subscribe to our show so you can build your positive intelligence and continue to grow that beautiful mind of yours to be both powerful and passionate. I know this is just the tip of iceberg. Despite of how many podcasts you have been listening to, how many information you, you absorb, sometimes you still feel tired and unfocused. If your day is filled with patience and your schedule is crazy, I'm going to show you exactly how in just two minutes to calm your brain, feel more energized without feeling the need to grab that fourth cup of coffee by midday. And I will show you how to feel 
energized throughout the day, so you don't feel the need to crash on your couch as soon as you walk in the door ever. To get started, just go to sabrinarumbach.com/energy. You can then instantly grab this powerful audio file training. To reset yourself, you can be both powerful and passionate, where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate, where you no longer are distracted by maintaining busy work and focused only on the things that truly matter. You can be both powerful and passionate, where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me. And together, we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate. <laughs>